now for the show that's truly too hot to handle. It's the melting pad, and it starts right now. Well, thank you, Jerome. Hello, my friends, and welcome to the show, The Melting Path, the Next Level Network. How are you today? How you doing? You okay? I'm all right. You know, I got to do this uh, a week ahead of time, and we had to change the plan. I guess I didn't have to, but I made the decision already to change the plan, and uh, and we're going to do this because it's going to take less time to, uh, to put it all together. So, uh, Pat, what are you talking about? Well, last week I asked you about TV shows. And I said, hey, I didn't. I don't think I put it on the show, but I, I put it out on social media. I said, hey, give me some TV shows, some sitcoms, half-hour shows, and I will review the pilot of those, of each one. And I'll talk about it on the show, something I've done in the past and I've really enjoyed. And I almost said, do it on shows you don't think I've seen so I don't have to do something that I already know I'm going to watch. Because the point of that segment was I'm going to watch the pilot and review it based on your recommendation. I'm going to watch it and I'll review it on the show. And then at the end of this segment, make a decision on whether or not I'm going to watch another episode of the show. So that was the original plan for the pilot review portion of the show. And um, I decided not to make that qualifier for this. But um, yeah, I was going to do that for this week. Review some TV pilots. Because I thought I was going to get like two or three. And that would have been fine. But I got like six or seven. So what we're going to do is we're going to use that eventually. That's going to be the episode I think when my wife gives birth to the surrogate kid in August. So I'll have, I got plenty of time to kind of record them one at a time and then splice it together as an episode for you when that happens. Cause I'm certain when that time comes, I will not have a lot of time to do a full episode because I'll be, I'll be doing stuff right. Doing that. I won't be in the room with the, with the people, with the baby and stuff, but I'll have, but you know, we have a child, so I have to, I'll have to be, uh, I'll have to do some dad duties just in case a babysitter's not available. So that's um that is coming. So if you have other shows, let me know. Other uh, half hour shows, let me know, and I will review the pilot on the show at some point. Whether or not it's going to be uh, part of that big episode, I don't know because again, I got like six or seven. So I'll probably split them up and I'll just use them. Uh, I guess use them as different segments on the show. Once I have that episode together, I'll use more of those. So. That was the plan for this week, but we had to call an audible because it was going to take way more time than I had. So we're doing instead some fan mail. I get questions every so often, and sometimes I get them and I, I read them right away, but most of the time. So I do apologize if you uh, have been waiting a while to get your question answered. Um, I, I just I put them together and I make one episode of a, just call it the reach into the mailbag and I just do one episode and we do it that way. So we have six or seven of these for today. And so I'll answer all of your questions because, well, um, I don't have time to do a real episode this week. So my bad, but here we go. All right, Pat, have you decided that you're going to upgrade to a fancy microphone at some point? I know you just got one recently, but are you going to use what the big boys use? Well, thank you very much. And uh, I don't think so. And the reason it's so... I, I assume you're talking about the the Shure SM what is it SM7B that guys like Mark Marin and, and Joe Rogan use right I'm I'm assuming you're talking about a microphone like that which would be awesome I'm certain that it would be awesome 
if I had that microphone. I'm sure of it. It would it would sound great. It would look great. It would just it would be awesome. But I don't want to spend. It's like three hundred fifty dollars or or four hundred dollars or something like that. And I I don't know. I guess because I'm not making real money on this show. I mean, I, I get paid out for Patreon. It's like a dollar something at this point. And so I guess I don't have. I wouldn't feel good enough spending the money on that, like on one microphone. Hold on. It sounds a little weird. We're going to move. There we go. We're going to move this way. Okay. I don't feel like I would be worth it. Like it wouldn't be worth it if I bought that because for that much money, I could get two more of these. I use the Zoom ZDM one, by the way, and I really enjoy it. I love how it sounds. And for the same price or less, of one microphone, I could get two more of these, two more um, counterweights for my for the boom arm that I have here, so they could so it would stay up. Because uh, otherwise, the microphone would it's too heavy for the boom arm that I have on this stand, and so it wouldn't be anywhere near my face. And so I could get two more of those, two more of these microphones, and another. Uh, it's called a dynamic booster, which basically I kind of need for this microphone for you to be able to hear what I'm saying. And so for the same price or less, I could outfit my entire studio. Like I could get two more, like have enough equipment to have at least two more people on the show using the same microphone and stuff that I'm using right now. Because that microphone is, this microphone, I got it for like 50 bucks, but I think it's regularly 60 or 70 or something like that. So I could get two of those, right? And that's what? 140, let's say. Counterweight's 18. So buy two more of those. That's 36 and 140s, 176. And then another booster is, I think, 40 bucks. So that's what? Two something? So right there, like I've spent a little more than half the price of one microphone. I could outfit my entire studio. And so, no, I don't think... I mean, it would be awesome. Like, if somebody wanted to get that for me, if you wanted to, you know, pull together some donations and get that for me, hell yeah, I'll use it. But it's not something that it's not on the list. It's not because I I just don't feel good enough spending the money on one thing, spending all that on one thing when I could take some of that money and do more good with it for the show. I think, yeah, because then I'd have to also probably get a different kind of dynamic booster for that microphone. I don't know my. I might just have to get that. It's called a cloud lifter. It's about 120 bucks. Um, so I could do that. I could get all that stuff plus the cloud lifter for the same price as just the microphone. And so, no, like it would be awesome. I would love to use it. I've heard plenty of tests with it and plenty of shows use it. I think it sounds great. I think it'll be awesome. But uh, I don't think I'm going to be doing it anytime soon because, yeah, spending that much money on just the microphone, uh, that doesn't work for me, brother. So, no, I think I'm good with what I have, unless you think the show sounds bad, in which case, let me know, and I will look into how to fix that. All right, is that why you asked the question? <laughs> All right, uh, Pat, sorry if this crosses a line, but I'm wondering, are you going to have more kids? Uh, no, well, okay. For me, that doesn't cross a line. Like, I'm not offended by you asking me that question. But I want to tell you, that I don't think you should ask it to anyone else again. I, that sounds threatening. But the reason that I tell you that is because you don't know 
what someone went through to have one kid. Or like people ask, oh, when are you going to have kids? Like when people get married, right? Or people ask, like, oh, or when you are married for a while and you don't have children. And people want to ask, hey, are you gonna have when are you gonna have kids? And that is a horrible question to ask for two reasons. Number one, it's invasive. Uh, you basically are asking them when they're gonna, you know, start. Uh, never mind. Um, you're asking them a very personal question that that you don't need an answer to, by the way. And so don't do that. And also, maybe they don't want kids. Maybe they tried and can't have kids. Maybe they're trying to adopt and the process isn't going well. Maybe there are a number of reasons why somebody doesn't have kids. And the main reason that you as an outsider should know is that it's none of your business to ask that question. So it like it doesn't offend me personally because I'm not having any more kids. We're not having any more children, right? We legally, well, I say we legally can't because the one of the conditions of surrogacy is that you're done having children. But I don't like somebody asked the other day if um, like if there's any way they could come back and say, hey, you were supposed to not have any more kids. Like if after the surrogate, the surrogacy process is over, if we had another kid, which we're not going to. But if we had another kid, is there anything legally this the agency could do because we had another kid? Would they even know? I guess. I don't know. I never thought of it until someone asked. But um, it doesn't bother me that you asked that. Quite, like, again, I'm not personally offended. Because I'm not having any more kids. Because we don't want any more kids. Because we don't want to do the newborn phase again. Because it was not great. So it doesn't bug me that you're asking me that. The short answer, by the way, is no, we're not having any more kids. But I want to tell you, I want to use this opportunity to tell you that you should not ask anyone about whether or not or when they're having children. I'm going to cut that out. Um, All I'll say there is I don't know where I left off, but I, I went off on a on a thing I didn't want to go on. Um, so yeah, don't ask someone about whether or not or when they're having children. Don't do it. Because you don't know what they went through or what they are going through. And um, it's a very rude question, rude question in general. So don't do it. Short answer, no, I'm not having kids. Long answer, uh, don't ask someone if they're going to have kids. Don't do it. Don't do it. All right, we got to... Can we mix it up here? We should have probably put that somewhere else in the thing. Anyway, um, no, thank you for the question because I I wanted to use that as an opportunity to educate anyone who might still think that asking someone about their about having children is okay. And it's not. Don't do it. Okay. Pat, I know you've been working at your job for a while, but I wonder if you have ever needed a resume to get a job. Not officially, no. I um because when I okay, so I graduated from college in 2010. And so a lot of my job applications were online. And so I guess maybe once or twice, like they make you upload a resume sometimes, but I don't know if they actually look at it. Like you hear all the stories from, I don't know, people who have jobs, I guess, people who are older than you. And they're like, hey, you're going to need a resume because they're going to look at these resumes and go da da da. I'm not even sure they do that. If anybody in, I know I know some people who work in HR in recruiting currently. And so if you're out there, if you listen to the show, um, let me know how often do you actually look at a, like how often do you, does your listing require an actual resume? Cause like they teach whole classes on how to make a resume, right? But I don't know if it's actually necessary. Like does anyone in recruiting, somebody in recruiting, let me know, please. 
do you actually look when you're going over applicants? Because a lot of the stuff is online. So it's through like online portals, right? And so do you actually look at a physical resume or do you just look at the application and the stuff they filled out and then go from there? Do you actually look at it? Because I've never really needed to have, like I printed out a bunch of copies years ago, but I don't think I ever needed to use it. I don't think anybody actually looked at it and wanted to see it. Right. Because it's just, I don't know. I just feel like it's not a real, it's not, I mean, I'm not saying it's not a real thing that people use, but in my experience, no, I've never really needed a resume. I didn't even need one for this job I have now. Like I filled out a whole bunch of paperwork and like I took a test for, uh, I work, let's, let's see how specific I'm going to get here. What I'll say is I work for an agency where I had to go take a test to qualify to, I don't know, for the next round. And then I filled, they gave me a bunch of paperwork. And they said, all right, fill all this out, verify all this information, and then we're good to go. And that was it. I didn't need an actual resume, and I have a pretty uh, decent job. So, no, I've never needed one. I made one. I made several, but I've never actually needed to use it. And hopefully I won't have to use it again because uh, this job should take me to uh, to the old times, to the retirement types. So there you go. Thank you. Good question, though. I like that. I've, no, I haven't. But if you do, um, I'm not the guy to ask on what a good one looks like. I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, <laughs> sorry to sorry to let you down there. Uh, Pat, I'm just wondering. I know you put out a record, and I do enjoy it. Oh, damn. Thank you. Wow. Um, I'm just wondering why you didn't do more promotion about uh, for it. Well, okay. I'm, I'm going to kind of leave a lot of this and, and point you to episode 329 of this show. It's called Into the Attic or Out of the... What did I call it? Hold on. What the hell is that episode called? I, I made the thing. I should probably know. Um. Anyway, Bump and I did an episode of this show talking all about the project. I think it's called... It's episode 329 of the show. And we talked all about that. So basically, why I didn't promote it, because I was kind of done with it. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Like I just mean this project lasted for so long. Like we started it when we were teenagers and I, when we put it out in our thirties, well, I mean, I, you know, you know what I mean? It came out when we were in our thirties. And so I was kind of done talking about it. Like the only promotion I really wanted to do was to do an episode with bump and, and Mark on the show, but we couldn't get Mark cause I'm an idiot. Um, that's, that's all I really wanted to do because I wasn't filling out another like about the band bio and I wasn't going to do a whole thing because I'm just like, all right, at that point, I was I was just done because the, the point was not to get a million downloads or whatever. Like that would be great if, if more people listen to it and I'll share it. I share it all the time. But if like the like the whole idea was not to take over the world with our music and it wasn't to you know, go on a tour and make a bunch of money. The idea was just to get it done. And so by the time that happened, I had no interest in making another like profile on another site or like, hey, or like sitting down and and writing out something about here's what we did with this. Here's what we did with that. That said, if you want to talk about it, if you do a show and you want to talk about an album that I started as a teenager and released when I was 32, I'm happy to do that. But as far as like, doing a real promotional run and spend, I didn't have any money also. That's the other thing. Um, doing all that stuff. Like the only thing I would have done, and I thought about this was my friend, Hope Vista, who ran 25, eight PR. 
The only thing would have been like doing that. But then I sat down. I was like, well, I have no budget. And I, I had no desire to do another bio about the band. And then, you know, when the second part came out, so when it was officially done, my son was two weeks old. And so I just decided, you know what? Here it is. The idea was not to, you know, blow it up and do all these things. The idea was just that it's finally done, and I'm really happy with how it came out. And so it's not like I, I don't know. I, I just didn't, I had no interest in, in kind of going on a, a press junket kind of thing to go promote this album that I'd been working on since I was 19 years old. And I just, I had no, I just didn't want to do it. And then, like I said, by the time the second part came out, so when they, when the actual like full project was finished, my son was an infant and I didn't have time to do that anyway. And so, yeah, I, I just, it wasn't something I wanted to do. And I guess that's why I'm not a, like a career musician because talking about my music is actually, uh, one of the worst things. <laughs> No, but that said, if you, if you do a show and you're like, "Hey, I want to I want to talk about this." By all means, I'll I'll do it as best I can. When we can find some time, I'll do it. But I had no interest in like doing a widespread kind of look at me, listen to me talk about this and listen to these songs cuz I was just kind of done and the whole process was done and that was that was the goal. The goal was to get it done and it got done. And that was it. Um I hope I answered your question. I really hope that Somewhere in there, you got an answer. All right, we got two more. One of them, I I don't know how to answer this, but we're going to try. And the other one, I'm actually going to pose to you. That's going to be the last one. And then we'll pose it to you at some point to get your answers as well. But, Pat, I'm going to throw one at you. You can ignore this if you'd like, but I'm curious. What are your thoughts on thruples? Well, um... I'm going to answer it. Don't worry. But I'm wondering, so are you asking like a, a, my thoughts on the concept or like if I would ever be in a thruple? I'll answer the second question first. I don't think I could do that. I'm not sure. Like, I don't know. I, I don't want to get too weird about it. But uh, the idea, I, yeah. no, I just... I don't know. That's not for me. Like me being like, if you're in a thruple, I think that's great for you, but it is not for me. I was going to do a whole other thing, but I, I don't, I don't want to, I don't know. I, I feel like if somebody who's in a thruple heard that, what I was going to say, they might get offended because I'm, I'm misrepresenting what a thruple is. And maybe I would, maybe I wouldn't have, but I don't want to take the chance. I've been on the internet long enough to know that sometimes you gotta, uh, you gotta just stop yourself and, and take a take a different turn. So on the concept, I think it's cool. If it's something that you're into, if you can um let's see, work out all the logistics, whatever those might be, then good for you. God bless you. I hope you enjoy all of the things that being in a thruple provides. I think it's great. If you want to do it, I think it's awesome. Like I I I would okay. Um I wouldn't do it. It's not something for me, but if you are, if you can find two people who you can love and they can love you and you can all love each other in such a way that a thruple, that, that your whole thing can work, I think that's great. I think it's awesome. You know, when you can find someone or someones 
to make that connection with, I think that's awesome. It's fantastic. Uh, again, logistically, not for me. And maybe I don't understand exactly how it is. So if someone is in a thruple and you listen to this, if you could explain exactly how it works or not exactly, maybe that's the wrong, uh, the wrong question to ask. But if you, as much as you're willing to divulge about being in a thruple, um, if you can explain it to me how it works so I can, maybe we'll re I'll revisit this when I have a better understanding of what it actually means to be in a thruple. Because for me, it's just like, like who all who decides to live where? Like the two of you live together, and then someone else kind of comes and goes, or do you all live separately and you go to each other's places? Do you all live together, or you know what's the deal there? So I'm I'm just kind of wondering how. Again, not that I'm going to do this; it's not my thing. But I just I think there are a lot of moving parts here. Well, there are a lot of moving parts in a thruple that I don't understand, but. I do think it's pretty cool. Like I said, if you can find a person and then another person that you can all share a special bond and connection with and, and share all that love, I think that's fantastic. I love it. If you could do that, that's amazing. I'm happy for you. I love everything about what that brings for you, for all three of you. I think that's great. Um, I feel like I'm not understanding what exactly it is, should we look it up? I'm going to say, hold on. Let me see. We're going to, I want to look up like a base definition of a thruple. And I want to see if I'm right. If, if any of what I just said made sense. Hold on one second. We're going to look this up. All right. So a quick search says a thruple is a romantic relationship between three people in which every person is intimately linked with the other two. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, but I'm, I'm just wondering, like, do you all live together? Is that how it works? Or like, can you all be legally married to each other? Or is that not the point? Is that like, okay, I don't even know where to start with that thought. Because something about, you know, a three-way marriage, I'm pretty sure that's not a thing. Or is it? Is a three-way marriage, is that a thing? Is that a real thing that exists? Could that happen? Some places? I'm not sure. Anyway, um, well, this says menage a trois, and... My understanding of that phrase is very different. <laughs> but it says, uh, let's see, three people, romantic or sexual relations with each other and often dwelling together, typically a traditional marriage between a man and a woman along with another individual. Okay, so, man, so that now I have another question. If I was going to be in a thruple with my smoking hot wife, so we're married, and then we are in a relationship with a third person, who makes the decision to get married to whom in that scenario? Like, okay, imagine that we're not married, that nobody's married, but we decide that all three of us are going to be in a relationship with each other, right? Whoever the third person is. I'm not asking for volunteers, by the way. Uh, <laughs> I just want to put that out there. Not a thing that's going to happen, but sorry to dash your dreams. But if we say we're not married, me and Jill and the third person say we're not married at all. But we want to be a thruple. We want to do that. We want to take the take the plunge into this relationship with all three of us. How do we decide who gets married? If we get married at all, if anybody gets married at all, how do we decide who does that? You draw straws, flip a coin. Is it some kind of obstacle course race? Uh, you got to do some trivia. What? How do we do that? 
How does that happen? So I guess, again, there are a lot of questions I would need answered. I guess if you really want me to, to, to take a dive and answer this as truthfully as possible, I might need some more information. But where I'm sitting with it now, I think it's great. But I feel like also I'm I'm not doing the question justice because I don't know enough about what a thruple actually is. So if you want me to answer this, I guess in a in a more uh, detailed way, I think I'm going to need to know exactly what a thruple is. Like it, like exactly. Sorry, I had to move the move the mic arm. Um, I think I'm going to need to know all of the logistics of being what being in a thruple entails. All of those like all those moving parts and all those little decisions that you make as a couple now have to include a third. And I'm just wondering how that works logistically. So let me know. If you're in a thruple, if you know someone in a thruple and you want them to reach out, everywhere at the Melting Pat is where uh is where you find me. And I would like to know what exactly is as much as you're again, as much as you're willing to share, how does being in a thruple work, logistically speaking? Can we do that? Okay. But uh, to answer your question, and again, short answer, I think it's great. If you can make that happen, make it work for all of you, I think it's fantastic, and uh, I love you for it. Good for you. I love that you found all that love with all three people. So there you go. All right. One more for you today, uh, and I'm actually going to make this a question for the show at some point in the future. I don't know when. I guess when I have time to actually answer the questions. I don't know what's going on with my voice today. I'm taking off my headphones. Um, okay, there we go. That is that better? I feel like I, we need... Hold on. Okay, I'm going to let you know what I just did. Uh, so I had a pop filter on this boom arm. And for whatever reason, I guess I wasn't paying attention when I tried to unscrew it. And I made it worse. And it's crooked, so it's stuck here. So what I used to do in the studio here was I had a piece of acoustic foam above my head. And I feel like that worked to cut down on some reverb. And so what I did instead was just move the, it's a little gooseneck arm on the pop filter. So I just moved it to above my head and I'm hoping that helps out. I don't know. It's not exactly above my head because it's screwed on in a, in a weird place and I can't get it off, but that's what I just did. You heard a coin instead of all the moving around. But anyway, my final question for today, and uh, yeah, I'll use this for, uh, for a show question when I have time to get some answers. Someone said, Hey Pat, just curious. What is your diner order? I love this. Thank you for this question. And I actually have three answers for it. It depends what time of day it is, how hungry I am, and I guess how much money I have. Um, so if I'm getting breakfast, or I guess not how much money I have, but what I'm in the mood to eat. That's what this varies based on that. So for breakfast, I will take whatever. If you have a sampler, a place near my mom's has a dish called the breakfast bonanza and it's pancake, French toast, eggs, bacon, sausage. And it's great. Love it. Just give me all the things in one, you know, on, on one dish in one container and I'll eat them all. There's a place near us that has it as well. And it's great. Give me all the breakfast stuff that, uh, that you have and we'll do that. So that's breakfast, lunch, Turkey club. Cause you can't go wrong with a Turkey club. It's hard to screw it up. Don't put cheese on it. You weirdos. Um, I guess you, you can, but I don't know. American cheese is gross. But anyway, and this is weird coming from me, a kid who ate a lot of American cheese. But anyway, uh, you don't need cheese on a turkey club. That's what I'll say. Because there's enough stuff. There's there's the mayo, the bacon, the lettuce, the tomato. You don't need the cheese on top of that. You're Unless you got mozzarella, then you know go from there. But lunch is turkey club. 
I have heard people say that uh, there are dishes that diners cannot screw up. You can't go wrong with certain dishes. I'm adding Turkey Club to that list. I'm removing meatloaf from that list because I went to a couple diners back in my day and their meatloaf. I was like, oh, yeah, let's try meatloaf, see if it's good. It was trash. So uh, not naming any diners, by the way. I don't do that. But Turkey Club for lunch for sure because it's great. Bacon, lettuce, tomato, mayo, turkey, club, toasted, great. Great. So that's lunch. And dinner, chicken parm, because I will try chicken parm from every place, everywhere. Chicken parm, pasta, get some garlic bread, maybe. Get the uh, get the shaky cheese on there, as I call it. Stinky cheese, as Grandpa used to call it. Um, yeah, I will try chicken parm pretty much from anywhere. So if I go there for dinner, I'm probably going to get chicken parm. Uh, but yeah, so breakfast sampler, pretty much, if, if you want to. It has na- different names everywhere, but breakfast sampler, uh, turkey club, chicken parm. Those are my three Depending on when I go, what I'm hungry for, what I'm in the mood for, um, those are my three main diner orders that I'll get. Unless the place has a specialty, then I'll try that. But generally speaking, I will get one of those three things at a diner, and I will uh, undoubtedly enjoy myself no matter what I get. Because those dishes are really, uh, I hate to say they're hard to screw up, because that insults, that's kind of insulting, right? But you can't really go make a wrong choice. If you go for any, if you like all those things that I just mentioned, you can't really make a wrong choice with any of those. Although somebody did say that about meatloaf for me, and I like meatloaf generally, and uh, I don't know, it didn't work out a couple times. But anyway, there you go. That's my diner order: breakfast sampler, turkey club, chicken parm, depending on the time of day and uh, how hungry I am. That's it, right there. All right. So, what is your? I want to know yours. I would like to know what is your diner order. As I shift in the chair, making noise. Uh, what's your diner order? What do you like to order at the diner? Is it one thing across the board, no matter when you go? Or do you have, like I do, uh, some different choices based on when you go, based on what you're hungry for? Let me know. All right. What is your diner order? We'll make that an official question of the show soon. But if you listen to this and you have an idea, you have an answer or two or three, let me know and I'll make a note of it. And we'll, uh, we'll come back to it when we do, uh, that question for the show. All right, so there you go. That's all. That is it for today. My thanks to everybody for uh, for your questions. Sorry they took so long. Again, I like to kind of gather them up and uh, put them out as one episode. So that's what we did today. Sorry if this sounds uh, sound was a little weird. I'm trying. I don't know. I, I feel like every time I move around in the room, it uh, it sounds worse. So you know what I should do is I should find a way to make like an awning over my head for to put the foam above my head because it didn't stick to the ceiling. It fell down. So I wonder if that could work or if I could just maneuver this pop filter over my head or over the microphone or something. All right, whatever I just did, I don't think that worked, but there we go. We're going to go. My thanks again. Thanks for the questions. Sorry that took so long. Have a great day, everybody. (laughs) Oh gosh, this has been an 8 Boiler production. Until next time, my friends, have fun. Be safe. Thank a veteran. Wear your mask. Wash your hands. Get vaccinated and boosted when you can. And of course, don't do anything I wouldn't do. G-Love and Special Sauce with Cold Beverage. They're going to play us out as they always do. Philadelphonic.com for more from them. And that, my friends, is our show. TheMeltingPat.com for all of my stuff. Sign up for the Patreon. $1 or $3 a month. And then get some bonuses and get the show early and all that stuff. All right? All right. Thank you. Next week, we should have a regular show. Um, I will tell you about us going to Thrice. We'll do that next week because... I was going to put it like shoehorn it into this show, but then if I've been here long enough, because that was when I was doing a different show. Anyway, uh, 
that's all. We'll talk about Thrice next week, the Thrice show and other things next week. So thank you for being here. Thank you for your patience. Thanks to Maggie for watching The Boy. I don't know if Maggie listens all the time. But anyway, there we go. I love you all. We're going to go. We got all the things. We're out of it. We're going to, I got to go do a thing. Okay. Bye. I love you. I love you so much. You're so great. You're great. You're so great. So great. You've been inside the belt of Pat on the next level network. Go crap open a cold one. Yo. I get a cold beverage. I need some leverage. A sweaty ass as a lemonade will be nice. Of a spice from the top to a big cat. Got a back row of drinks, but cross. Got the bait on the front porch. Yeah, I got some ice tea. If you like a taste of tea, then come along with me. Summertime is steaming. Don't give me no bucks. Blast some ice and a dash of a mess. Martini time. Yeah, yeah, feeling cold. And bring your own beverage. It's me, so it's cold. I like cold beverage. Yeah, I like cold beverage. Yeah. Please fix me a large slice. Summertime is cool, the heat is getting old. Yeah, I have a beverage, sweet, so it's cold. Cold, 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 cold. Something from the bar. Yeah, I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. I like cold beverage, yeah. Uh, Cause I'm feeling kind of bright. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. Stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge, stick it in the fridge. And the friend. Go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. What? Go girl work the cold one. Go girl work the cold one. Yo, when I'm fishing, let's keep one thing clear. The bait's over there, the brew's right here. Two six packs in a big bag of ice. And you look at the bite, but the brew tastes nice. nice. Back to the ball. So every jack of reason I collide. Need a whole lot of them food drinks to catch me up. But I must tell you, I'm the Kool-Aid kid. My drink, please stick it in the fridge, cause I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. I like cool beverage, yeah. Uh-huh, I'm kinda thirsty. I like cool beverage, yeah.